Welcome to the Crypto Vibes Podcast, your weekly recap of news of what's happened in the world of crypto, blockchain, and future web. We aggregate the news throughout the week to provide a condensed version. It's definitely not all the news for the week, and everything that we do mention is available on our website at cryptopodcast.xyz. This is week 10 of 2023, episode 48. I am your host, Neil Alonzo. And before we dive into everything, some disclosures. We are not financial advisors, wealth managers, lawyers, brokers, or CPAs. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment advice. And to kick off this week, our thoughts and just everything, there's plenty that have happened this week, but Silicon Valley Bank dominated the news this week. We thought it might be Silvergate, but no, Silicon Valley Bank definitely took the cherry this week. How it happened will be dissected, and will people make better decisions in the future? We'll see. Cautiously optimistic for this one, hopefully pessimistic. I mean, we close out every show with that little phrase, but we're kind of starting off the show this week with that very sentiment, because it's a sobering moment of what's happening right now. So let's just dive into this. Theinformation.com has done a great job of reporting, in our opinion, on all things, I mean, they do great reporting anyway, but everything SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, they've done an incredible job reporting on it. One of their main headlines, and this is a post as of today at 5.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the final breaths of Silicon Valley Bank. The bank that pampered startup founders was quickly unraveled by a bad bet on interest rates, a failed fundraising, and an exodus of customers. SVB was insolvent, the California government said, with a negative cash balance of about $958 million. It was the second largest bank failure in U.S. history behind Washington Mutual. The headlines that have followed this story, they're rough. I mean, I'll give you another one. Sheer panic has gripped Silicon Valley VCs and founders amid worries that the startup industry's most important bank is in trouble. Now, mind you, headlines from media, clickbaity, they're supposed to grab your attention. But here's the thing. This is pretty damn accurate. If you're a business and all of your money is in a bank somewhere where it's supposed to be secure, so you're supposed to have access to it and you can't pull money out because of decisions made by the bank and its staff. Now, I'm not talking about the people, the tellers. There's so many people involved with the bank. But at the end of the day, these are humans that are involved with it, good, bad or otherwise. And those in charge of making the decisions, they need to be held accountable. But accountability gets real interesting in general. Accountability is one of the things that we like about crypto, what we like about blockchain, and what we hope will be something that is much more transparent with future web. Earlier in the week, Silicon Valley Bank CEO tells VC clients to stay calm. I mean... I understand it. And the CEO is Greg Becker. And the CEO is the first one through the wall with any company. But there's a lot of other people involved. And having said that, when a CEO tells clients to stay calm of a bank, it's an interesting time for inflection. It's almost like raising the flag to say, take all your money out. For a bank CEO to tell people to stay calm, it's, I don't know, PR people could argue this as far as crisis management. But here's the shit of it too. So the companies that are banking with Silicon Valley Bank, they still have to operate. They still have to make payroll. 
if they don't have access to their funds, their capital resource, then they can't make payroll. Now, while I would believe that the staff of the companies would understand why they may not be paid on time, that doesn't change the fact that they still have to be paid on time. Even if you're a part of an overhyped startup that's well-funded, it doesn't matter at this point. The bank had your money. You cannot take your money out. You have to pay your staff. How are you going to pay your staff? You're going to take out loans to pay your staff? Where's the FDIC in that situation? Do they help cover the loan fees for those? And moreover, why are banks allowed to do the things that they're allowed to do? with the beating up that crypto as an industry is getting, and rightfully so, rightfully so. The crypto industry needs a reckoning as far as how regulation is handed down, in my opinion. But why are the banks allowed to do the things that they're allowed to do? Why are they able to lend more than the liquidity that they hold? But it's not even their liquidity. It's the customer's money. The bank doesn't own the customer's money. These are obvious questions that people talk about. There's a lot of articles written about it. If you Google any of the topics that I just mentioned, you'll find an incredible amount of results. But nothing's really being put into action to help consumers with it. A tweet a friend of mine had sent was from Gabber Gerbox. It says, privatize profits, socialize losses. That's the inherent business model of the modern fractional reserve banking system. The taxpayer always loses by design. That's an interesting take on the situation. Not just what's happening with Silicon Valley Bank, not just what's happening with Silvergate, and not what happened in 2008. This has been happening for a very long time. One of the customers, Roku says 487 million of its cash, or 26%, was held in failed Silicon Valley Bank. And not to be outdone, and this is another headline, Wall Street firm pounces on SVB implosion with offer to buy deposit claims. And it says, traders from Jefferies are contacting startup founders with money stuck at the bank, offering to buy their deposit claims at a discount, according to several people with direct knowledge of the matter. The firm is offering at least 70 cents on the dollar for deposit claims, one of the people said, although the, that price is likely to change. This was an information.com article. So getting a loan at a 30% value or selling your dollars at 70 cents, that's a terrible option for any startup, for any business. Even if you're a profitable business that has plenty of burn rate and capital, but if you don't have access to your capital, it doesn't matter. They're actually on equal playing grounds with a startup or any old business that was struggling to make profit. Everybody's kind of the same because if you don't have access to your money as a resource of capital, then it doesn't matter how much money you have. But even as I say that, if you at least can demonstrate that you have more money that's sitting in Silicon Valley Bank, you would like to think that there's options for you that may be a struggling startup that was having a hard time making a profit, if making a profit at all. But like I said, SVB wasn't the only one this week. Silvergate. And in a headline, crypto startups scrambled to find banks after Silvergate meltdown. One of the banks that keeps getting mentioned is Mercury. In full disclosure, Fort Brock's We Bank with Mercury. Our production company, a vocal visual, banks with Mercury. 
so far we're big fans of Mercury. We'll be even bigger fans if they don't have any type of negative issues that affect us as customers. And in another headline, it says, White House is aware of Silvergate situation, spokeswoman says. White House Press Secretary said the Biden administration is monitoring Silvergate Bank's situation, comparing it with those at other crypto companies and saying President Joe Biden has called on Congress to take action in this area. And again, damn, it was hard to be any type of a crypto-related business and find a bank. And now Silvergate is going away. Silicon Valley Bank did work with some in the crypto industry especially as it relates to the VCs funding some of these crypto businesses. In a headline on coinmarketcap.com, Silvergate Bank enters voluntary liquidation. The crypto-friendly bank was a vital cog in the industry's ecosystem, serving as a fiat on-ramp for many businesses in the space. So, plenty of news on Silicon Valley Bank and Silvergate. Links are available on our show notes at CryptoPodcast.xyz for all of the stories that we cited. But moving on to more stories this week. Ripple's Garlinghouse expects pivotal securities lawsuit decision this year. A precedent-setting verdict in the Security and Exchange Commission suit calling its XRP token an unregistered security should come this year, Brad Garlinghouse said. If XRP token is an unregistered security, it's going to be very interesting. In step with that, Federal Reserve's pal, we don't want to strangle crypto innovation, but sector is a mess. And we have to agree, the sector is quite a bit of a mess in a lot of ways. You could say by bad actors, but still, those bad actors are allowed to conduct business, launch businesses, which got us into certain situations. So there needs to be some guardrails. In another headline, New York's Attorney General calls Ether a security in lawsuit against KuCoin. Okay, but in another headline, CFTC doesn't believe Ether is a security going against SEC's judgment. So now you have a contrast and a power fight. So is it going to be about who's right or who's wrong or what's better for the ecosystem? Interestingly enough, in another headline, Binance.us can move ahead with plan to acquire Voyager digital assets judge rules. Well, that's interesting. Given Binance.us issues with regulatory in the United States... It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out, possibly acquiring Voyager Digital's assets. In another headline, Crypto GPT is trending on Twitter. Is it all style and no substance? I mean, that's a fair question from a CoinMarketCap.com article. Is now the time to really be delivering hype to try to generate value? We're not saying it's all hype. We don't know enough about Crypto GPT, but damn. Just the name alone. Let's do some due diligence on this one. Another headline, OpenAI president on Musk criticism. We made a mistake. In an article excerpt, Musk and other critics have a point, said Greg Brockman, OpenAI's co-founder and president. In an interview, he said the startup did not move quickly enough to give users greater ability to customize the behavior of the chatbot, which has been criticized for inaccuracies and has faced claims that its responses reflect a left-leaning political bias. We made a mistake, Brockman said. Our goal is not to have an AI that is biased in any particular direction. That may be so, but here's the thing. I'm of the opinion that any AI that's happening right now, 
and that's being released. And mind you, OpenAI has been at this for quite some time, and they still made a mistake. And humans are behind this, and they're making mistakes. And it's okay when mistakes are made, because mistakes are going to happen as you're trying to innovate anything. The problem is, this is not the place that you get that many chances to make a mistake. If you want to go hyperbolic and just be super ready player one, or even past that type of mentality, if AI does get to a place, very dark place, right, is we made a mistake going to be enough. Now, is that what's happening right now? Is that fair to say? Yes and no, right? You would like to think that even though good intentions are good, they don't necessarily dictate the outcome. So in AI, we need to get ahead of it. There needs to be regulation in this space too. The funny thing is, I spent the majority of my youth fighting authority. I'm not a big fan of authority. I love the Pennywise song, Fuck Authority. But sometimes, as much as humans we get in our own way, we also create our own problems in a lot of other ways. And for those of you on Twitter, and may or may not have seen this, Paul Krugman tweeted out, Too busy to tweet, but not to vent. I've been using Venmo for years, but now it won't allow me to make payments. I spent a long time in chat with representatives, and they told me that they can't explain why or fix it. The software is taking control. Now that's interesting because the name of the article says Paul Krugman is having a Bitcoin moment. Please click through the link in the show notes to read the article. It's an interesting article. Shiba Inu layered to blockchain Shibirium to release beta version this week. The much-awaited Shibirium blockchain is all set to release its beta version for the Layer 2 network this week, Shiba Inu developers said early on Wednesday. Well, it'll be interesting if they can create real value around this. I'm looking forward to seeing how that story plays out as well. In another great headline by The Information, it says, Terms of service have gotten out of control. And we have to agree with that on so many levels. Because if you think about AI and AGI and opting in, were we really aware that we opted into our data being used for AI? Most likely not. But... I'm sure there's something in a lot of the terms of service that many of us just kind of scroll real quick through and click accept so we can get on to whatever content it is we want to get to or whatever use of the app that we want to get onto. But yeah, they've gotten out of control. They're living, breathing documents that get changed all the time to accommodate whatever it is they need to say legally so the data can be utilized. And we're big fans of data. It's just that there needs to be a little more transparency in how data is used, what data is gathered. I mean, look how long it took to get the little prompt that says, ask app not to track. And in our last bit of news for the week, it's definitely not all the news for the week, but it is for this particular episode. Founded by Apple Vets, Startup Humane has raised $241 million without a single customer. Damn. So this was an article that came out on Fortune on March 9th, right? So that was just two days ago. So you're looking on Thursday. Hopefully that money's not in Silicon Valley Bank. Otherwise, they're going to have to raise more. But what's cool is that they don't even have a single customer. So whoever's really behind this believes and knows something that a lot of us don't. And in a little bit of an excerpt, it says, Even in 2023, companies can still raise hundreds of millions without any proof of product market fit. So as long as headlines like that keep coming out, and even in the shit show of what's happening with SVB and Silvergate, there is hope. We'd like to thank Good Soup Music for that intro and outro song. This show is produced by Vocal Visual. I am your host, Neil Alonzo. This show comes out every Saturday, excluding holidays. And to reiterate, and it's never more poignant than today, 
We are cautiously optimistic and hopefully pessimistic on crypto, blockchain, and future web. Have a great weekend.